They say that a picture is worth a thousand words, and this cliche is so true. When you look at it, what you see is a person standing in front of his shop. This person is smiling. On his left, there is a Nazi official from the SA. The Nazi was not holding a sign, or the sign was just outside the frame of the picture. And still, this person is smiling. This was not a smile that came out of joy. It was an embarrassed smile of a person that was humiliated. Hi, my name is Roy Mendel and I lead the research team at MyHeritage. As part of my job, I hear a lot of good stories about family history, but I rarely came across such a good story, the kind that makes you grab the head and say, wow. So one evening I came across an unusual photo on one of the history groups I follow on Facebook. It was the first time I came across this picture, and at first glance there was nothing remarkable about it. But something in it hit me hard. I looked in the comments of the photo, tried to find more information, but could not find anything. Instead of information, there were questions. Who is this man? What's his story? Does anyone know what happens to him? I asked myself the same questions. So like I would do with any basic research project, I decided to look for the source of the photo. I downloaded it uh, to my computer and googled it and tried keywords in German and English. Soon I found a mention of this picture in a history forum. Uh, this picture appears in a museum in Villa Wanze, the place where the Nazis decided on the final solution, the plan to exterminate the Jewish people. From there it was simple. The man's name was soon located, Richard Stern, a native of Cologne, Germany. He fought in the First World War uh, for the German army and was awarded the Iron Cross for his heroism. The photo was taken in April 1st, 1933, the year the Nazis came to power. I arrived at the office in the morning and met my staff and, and just asked them, does anyone know this picture? My name is Nitai Elboim. I'm a researcher at MyHeritage. I think this image was interesting for us as a team because we know iconic pictures from the Holocaust. But this was a picture that we actually have never seen before. When we realized that his name was Richard Stern, we discovered through research that he was recruited to the German army before he was even 18. And he was sent to the front. And he got a cross for his bravery from the German army in World War I. I asked Nitai to try to find what happened to, to Stern, uh, to find his descendants. I did not really know at that point of time where this research would lead. So we built his family tree, and this is how we realized that he didn't have direct descendants, but he did have a sister whose name was Martha. And we tracked down her descendant, and this is how we found a person named Jack Romberg. I'm Rabbi W. Jack Romberg. I just retired in 2019 from being a full-time rabbi. Richard Stern was my great uncle, but he looked at me and my brothers uh, not as great nephews, but as grandchildren. I got very interested in Uncle Richard's past when I was eight years old. My dad and I were on a father-son vacation together 
And while we were driving, Dad was telling me stories of him, that is my dad, being in World War II. And then he stopped and he said, oh, Jackie, I have to tell you about Uncle Richard and what he did in World War II. So I called Jack and he was a... And it's like, hi, my name is Nitai, and I'm a researcher at my heritage. And I'm calling you because I have found an interesting story about one of your family members whose name is Richard. The first time he responded, it was like about five seconds after. He was like, it's funny that you called right now because I'm actually looking at the picture I've had of Uncle Richard protesting for decades. And I always have it right in front of me. And I sent him like a very long email with all the screenshots of all the information that I found. And yeah, and then we spoke again and, and Jack was pretty much amazed by our phone call. He is standing in the doorway of his store on April 1st of 1933, doing a protest against the Nazis because they at that time are boycotting Jewish businesses all across Germany. He was passing out pamphlets against the Nazis. The SA soldier standing next to him is a younger fellow who had never really been in the army. And a lot of the SA soldiers wanted to be real soldiers. And Uncle Richard looked at himself as a true veteran and a true patriot of the German army. The story just screamed out. It was clear that this man was hurt to the death of his soul trying to convince those in front of him not to consent to the injustice being done to him. The Iron Cross on the shirt shouted, I fought for you. I'm German. Why are you doing this? Only because I'm a Jew? In 1935, his business started to really suffer badly because of actions by the Nazi party to take businesses away from Jewish owners. In 1937, a really awful thing happened to him in which his position as a former veteran of the German army was taken away from him. That happened to a lot of Jewish veterans. It happened to him beginning in 37 and finally in 38. And of course, he knew that they had to get out and he started to work on getting he and his sister and my dad out of Germany. In genealogy, it is customary to call the period of World War II a black hole. Millions of people were killed, family branches were cut down, entire archives were completely destroyed and nothing was left from them. But even more than 80 years since the war broke out, the stories are still streaming in. We found a few records indicating that Richard emigrated from Germany to the US. We found an Ellis Island document saying that this person that was born in Germany with the same name, with the same age, moved or entered the US in 1939. We looked for the 1940 United States federal census, and this is where we found him. And in the census, you could actually see that he worked as a busboy earning $220 a year. And when we saw this, we kept searching because 
it was interesting for us to see what happened to him after he entered the States. Once he was in America, Uncle Richard felt that he finally was in a free country. And once America entered the war, the end of 1941, the beginning of 1942, he right away volunteered for the American army. He told folks that he was desperate to get into the army and start to fight against the Nazis. The most exciting moment in the process of researching is when a story you are working on suddenly takes an unexpected turn or a twist. We found a few newspapers' articles about his actions in World War II against Nazi Germany. Like, for example, we found an article saying that a Jewish refugee from Germany, Surgeon Stern, is a veteran of the German army in World War I. And it was said that he was seeking revenge and when he was offered a honorable discharge because he was over 38 years old, he refused. And by his own request, he was then sent overseas. This discovery stunned me. Stern, already over 40, decides to enlist in the army and return to Germany, the very place he fled, this time to fight against the country where he was born. He knew it would be hard to go into the American army because he was 43 years old when he volunteered. He also knew that there was a lot of wondering by Americans whether they should trust Germans. But Uncle Richard was very, very determined. He finally was allowed into the army in October of 1942. And since he had been a machine gunner in World War I, he actually was made a machine gunner again in World War II, and Uncle Richard was hoping that they would take his Iron Cross and make it into bullets to shoot against the Nazis. So he turned it into the government. They made it to Italy in early fall of 1943, and they were sent to an attack on Mount Portia in Italy. Well, Uncle Richard's company was stuck on the top of Mount Portia, surrounded by German machine gunners. And he stood up in the line of fire and, speaking in German, convinced the German machine gunners that were surrounding them to surrender to the American company. We found an article saying that when in the face of heavy enemy fire, he addressed the Germans in their own tongue and demanded that they surrender. Convincing them, they were hopelessly outnumbered. He actually told them that he had served in the German army in World War I, and just like in World War I, that they were going to be beaten here. Basically, it was a trick, because at the time, the Germans refused to surrender at first, but Stern, seeking once more to save the situation, he ran into the contested area shouting to his own men to cease fire. He then pursued the enemy troops that they were surrounded, and that further resistance was useless. This time, they agreed to take down their weapons. For the heroic act that he did at the top of Mount Portia, he ended up winning the Silver Star. And not only was he given the Silver Star, but he was also promoted to being a sergeant. 
we were amazed by the story. I mean, all of us, we were sitting at the office, like, couldn't even believe that this is actually it. People should see how he ran his life in difficult times because we have to understand how we should run our lives as life gets difficult. And he did three different things. It would be enough if any of us do one thing. So if you put all of those ideas together, standing up for what's right and caring for people other than yourself, I think that those are key points of Uncle Richard's story. I think everybody learns a lot about their potential future if they learn from genealogy their past. If they learn something about their past and about their family's past, they can start to plan how their future might be better. I would suppose that the biggest part that I've learned from me is what it's like to be a first-generation citizen of a country. I'm a first-generation American. Literally all of my family were refugees coming here. And what it's taught me is how we have to treat people who are immigrating to the United States now and how we have to stand up for people who are refugees. And it doesn't matter where they're from and it doesn't matter you know, what people think of them we still have to reach out to them and help them. You know, I think quite a bit about this inspiring man, Richard Stern. The man was not willing to look away even when the danger hovered over his head. It's truly extraordinary, heroic story of an extraordinary man. <laughs>